Did you know that Facebook and Ray-Ban are working together to make some smart glasses? I just saw a very awkward TikTok commercial with uh, Zuckerberg. That's not human, right? So they have the design of the classic Ray-Bans, right? Mm-hmm. And then, like he said, they're going to have two 5-megapixel cameras on each side, like the right and left side. And that, like, you could just, like, press a button and you could capture video or take a picture and you'd be able to share it like that. They have speakers built into it so you could take calls and listen to podcasts and stuff. Hmm. I just feel like AirPods would be easier for that, but... I don't know, man. That psychopath said that, like, you know, this is when. So how much more of this? How much more of this is just like them trying to like record our shit and sell it to the government? (laughs) So here's the thing: they're like security. Uh, It has a LED light which will turn on, so you know the person's either recording or taking a picture. And he goes, "That's more than a smartphone does." And then. He said that, like, you could switch them off, and when they're off, they're off. Like, you know, they're they're not listening or doing anything like that. Yeah. Like, does that something? Do you do you see yourself wearing something like that? Not really. It would have to. It, it's going to be augmented reality. I've been saying this for a while, which I really haven't. I just like to, like, you know, start with saying something like that. So it seems more legit, but I've been saying for a long time that augmented reality is more achievable than virtual reality, or at least it'll be better, you know, in the, in the, in the, in the near future, because you have an Oculus, that thing's pretty legit. But like, like, I think when it comes to these smart glasses and stuff, having augmented reality in them, like, you know, where you remember Pokemon Go, how that was kind of like augmented reality. Yeah. So shit like that. Like I think if you have a, pair I was supposed of these... to be working, and then um, I was at the hospital trying to catch Pokemon, and then like eventually, like the hospital did something where like they contacted the game developer, and there was no more Pokemon at the hospital because they had a bunch of random people showing up at the hospital trying to catch Pokemon. Are you serious? Yeah. See, like, wasn't it so, dude? I loved that summer when Pokemon Go was a thing. Like, I remember I would, I used to work night shift then. And I'd be driving to work from home, and then these animals would be in the park at, like, fucking 12 o'clock at night. Like, everybody was just out and about. But thank God that happened before the pandemic, because, like, it'd be a little alarming to hear you say that, like, you're not working while you're at work. You're just running around (laughs) catching Pokemon. You had more time on your hands back. I I sure did. Did you know people died playing Pokemon Go? People died doing everything, bro. You know, people died making a podcast recently. I wish. We're off to a fucking morbid start there. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Um, we yeah. are back. We are. We are more than back. We're fully back now after that comment. <laughs> um, so, like we said on the previous episode that we just made, where Harrison joined us for fantasy football. Uh, stuff and then you know our spider-man breakdown and stuff that was all on there uh we i saw shang chi last week just just recently saw it this week and then so on this episode we're going to talk about shang chi we're going to uh 
you know, we've kind of uh, marathoned uh, the what if episode. So towards the end of the show, we'll talk a little what if as well. So Shang-Chi, Jess, it's taken the world by storm, like I said, in the non-spoiler review that last week. This week, we are going full spoilers. As we so lovingly have coined the phrase, we are going balls deep. You know, this is our balls deep movie review. Uh, we're going balls deep in Shang-Chi. Um, There's no we. You. There's a you. <laughs> this is your my name is My name is Guggen Deep, so I think I could use that the, the deep here and say, you know. But um, Shang-Chi. I've supported you. So <laughs> Shang-Chi. Is we. Let's, let's, let's start it off by this. Tell me what you liked about the movie. You know what? I think because, you know, um, what I said in the last podcast where I was like, this shit's going to be whatever. I had like the lowest expectation. I was just happy to be at the movies. I hadn't been in the movies in like a year. So probably more than a year. I can't remember the last movie I saw. Since the theaters. pandemic started. Yeah. And the pandemic's been over a year now. So yeah, tell me um, about your experience. How was that? How was it like being back in the movie theater? Was it a packed movie theater? Paint the paint a picture for me. Um, the walls were a blood red. The lights shone upon the walls like a cascading moonlight. Okay, I can't. But it was like not that packed. <laughs> it was like maybe twenty people in there for okay. like. What was that? The second weekend? When that came out? Did that come out last weekend? It came out the weekend before. It came out last Thursday. Yeah. Well, whatever. So, wasn't nobody that was wearing a mask? Nobody um, was wearing a mask. Okay, interesting. Uh-huh. Um, and then, how did how did you feel being back in the movie theater? Like, it was nice, man. I got some overpriced ass fucking popcorn. Like. Some overpriced ass soda, you know. Things kind of felt like normal. It was nice. Um, That's good. But yeah, lowest of low expectations, and then... which I don't. I don't know why you went in with low expectations because literally on last week's podcast, I was telling you how people are loving this movie. They're saying that like this is one of the best origin movies in the MCU. Some people are saying it's their favorite. So from me saying all of that stuff, it lowered your expectations. Yeah, I don't take social media seriously. These people do anything for anything. <laughs> I have to see it for myself. Um, All right, so let's let, let's let's first talk about what we liked, and then we'll go into something that we didn't like. And then, you know, we usually what we do around here is when it comes out, we'll kind of rank it and see where it lands among the other MCU movies. So, what you liked about this movie? So the MCU's kind of figured this thing out, which is genius comic book movies are going to get played out right but the genre yeah the genre right people have been saying this for fucking years we're like how many years in now 10 plus four like we're i think we might be going on 14 years since 2008 yeah and everybody's been just saying the same bullshit over and over these are going to comic book fatigue comic book fatigue fatigue James Cameron's bitch ass who cannot make a second fucking avatar to save it. He's going to die before the trilogy comes out. I'm just going to like, I don't, I'm, I, no, I'm just, I'm not wishing death on James Cameron. I'm just saying at the rate. At this going, rate. Yeah. Like, holy fuck. What are you doing? Like, 
what is he making? I don't know the technology, but goddamn James Cameron, if like the fucking what the fuck were they called the Navi? If like one of them doesn't physically step out of the fucking screen and slap me in the face, like it's all been for naught. Because like, what the fuck is I taking remember, so I, I remember early on they were saying that they were waiting for the technology to get developed that they're wanting to use, but. You know what? Just I make a goddamn now, movie, man. Now I think it's more of them trying to like ride the pandemic out. Maybe it's done, and it's just like hell. No, I'm not going to release this to half full theaters or people yeah. not left. So, anyways, so my my main thing is like people keep saying it, and so Marvel fucking is playing checkers while everybody else is playing chess. No, um, you have it backwards. Marvel is playing chess while everybody's playing checkers. Nah, bro. You would expect that's not that. How you would expect goes. that, though, right? You'd ex- checkers See, that's is how the good easier Mar- game. You expect, but you expected chess, right? Oh, oh, that's what Marvel wanted you to expect. You bitch. <laughs> Just kidding. Yeah, you're right. Um, and then DC's playing like Duck Duck Goose. Do we don't but but it's cool. It's cool. Um, Suicide Squad just came out a couple months ago, and it was better than Shang Chi. But carry on. Duck, whoa. Duck, goose. whoa! Yeah. What do you mean? Whoa! Yeah. I agree. I agree. Yeah, I agree. Uh-huh. I really like Suicide Squad. God damn it! I keep going on a tangent. But my point what is, you so Marvel's liked about Mar- this goddamn movie, okay? No, That's but my point. Is, no, my point is what Marvel's doing is instead of so the superhero superhero fatigue is like if it's just all superhero films, but they found a way to like break their superhero films into genres. It used to be like the same comedy. Yeah, they'll have their quips. Everyone does, but this is like a martial arts. This is their like freaking kung fu film. Yeah, this is a M- this is the martial this is M- the MCU's martial arts film. That's that's the way to do it. Yeah. Like you know, you you change the genre. They're all superhero movies about superheroes, but not every superhero movie is going to be the same exact way of like. This person gets their powers, and then this. Yes, overall, this is happening, but the way you tell that story is different in the MCU. Which, like you know, you look at you look at fucking Captain America: Winter Soldier. It's like a fucking government espionage, kind of like thriller, you know. And then you have like the Ant Man movies, which are kind of like the little heist films, kind of lighthearted comedy, and then you know, like. They change the tone, they change the genres, which keeps everything fresh. Definitely. And you so, told me that this film did something. Um, it ended something. No. But, at the, you know, I, I follow the star guy on instagram now and it's cool seeing him doing the press tour and stuff you know he's like vlogging about it and stuff like like i think it recently came out on the social media that like he once sold like stock pictures or whatever he posed for stock pictures and they used like textbooks and all this other shit and now he's like the one of the biggest superheroes uh in the world right now in the mcu you know or even just over the world like you know you know, the whole thing about representation, like now other people who have never had like a you know big superhero to look up to, now they have that representation, which will we ever get that representation, Jess? 
Possibly. I don't know. Maybe. But this isn't about us. But the things you liked about this film, you know, um, I think we're done jerking Marvel off. We do it all the time. God damn. I mean, we did rip off their logo and you are Captain America and I'm in a Tony. No, but my point is, <laughs> I digress from all that shit. So this film was pretty much, like I said, like it was a lot. And yeah, you gave me, you were like, it's good. But I was like, eh, we'll see, you know? So you have just in the beginning, you have Chu Wing Wu, father of Shang Chi, who has his rings at that point. He's on a conquest to take over the world. He does that. I thought that was hella cool when he, um, all the arrows and shit were coming at him and he was just like dodging him with the rings and shit. He uses the rings in a very linear way, like just like, like in one type of way, right? He uses them kind of like as a weapon. You, you read comic books a lot more than I do. So I'm not really versed in it, but like, I thought, well, first of all, they're not actually rings in this one, right? They're bracelets. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I, I thought in the comics or whatever that the rings have different powers. Like each of them have like a different thing and stuff like that. So in the movie, it was a little different. Yeah, because in the actual comics, I think there were ring rings and then they um, were symbolic of like a trapped warrior, I think. Each warrior had like a different power. Yeah, they're like cosmic and then he got them from like a meteor or something like that. That's what the comic, whatever it was, but like. In the movie, they're used more so as like a weapon and they give him eternal life. So the the stuff that I liked about this movie, I liked I liked uh, the, the, the dad, the character, you know, I really liked the story of that because, you know, when when we, you know, it was like, hey, he's going to be I thought he was going to be the main villain. But just the story of, of him throughout the movie He's kind of like the heart and soul of the movie, you know, that that like um, just seeing his journey from in the past doing the conquest and then meeting the mom and that beautiful scene that they have together where they're fighting. But it's like a dance. And then, you know, and this is going to you're going to love this. My wife thought that. Was... Yeah, of course, your wife. What movies does your fucking wife watch, bro? <laughs> It was very no. reminiscent of Crouching Tiger and Hidden Dragon. Exactly. I like that. I like exactly. That. It's a type of fucking, you know, I watched a breakdown video where they gave it, it has a name to it where they're fucking building something within that fight. And the way that it was choreographed was beautiful. Um, this is a martial arts so movie. So the cinematographer for this film is Bill Pope. He's worked on The Matrix films, Scott, uh, Spider-Man 2, Scott Pilgrim Saves versus the World. Team America, which is random as fuck. Which Jungle Book with John Favreau. So yeah, the cinematographer of this film did a beautiful job of. You kind of can notice some of it, like, um, you know, when Neil. Uh, the similar he, similarities in some of the, in the set the set pieces when he's training yeah. and stuff, but mm-hmm. like, overall. The guy also has like so much experience with comic book films. I think that's why it was this film was visually like probably 
like the most trippy and coolest film like in a Marvel. I think the last film that was like visually like that was like cool like that was Doctor Strange probably. Yeah, I would say visually it's beautiful. Yeah. Like um but you you know so that that's another thing that we really liked about it that it visually is beautiful. I want to talk more about the dad character cuz you know just, I just thought his story was really compelling and then um also you know like not to and then just the story overall like the story of what happened like you know it 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 cutting back and forth from present day to the flashbacks i thought that was really well done you know that could get hard that could get kind of convoluted but it shows you the story is you know he decides to after he meets the mom he decides to take the rings off and grow old and actually age cuz you know they fell in love and then they had two kids and then you know sh- like things were going great and then his past comes back to haunt him like you know i thought all of that i i i really liked the story of it and what did you think about the characters i think they're great um i agree i think that whole thing with wing wu and ying li Shang Chi and Jai Ling's mother, like they're. I love whole... that. Thank you, thank you so much for like listing off their characters because I don't have anything pulled up in front of me. So thank you. Like I'm gonna keep referring to them that way, and thank you for you know giving us the names and everything like that. I really do appreciate that about you. Yeah, because you know that's kind of important once in a while. <laughs> When Once doing a, a review about a movie, yeah, we should know the characters. Yeah, I mean, it just makes it seem like we know our shit. <laughs> Anyways, um, Aquafino played Katie, his best friend. And mm-hmm. I think there's just um, back to like, you know, um, Simu Liu. I can never say his name right. That's the guy that plays Shang Li, but I tried. Shang-Chi. Shang-Chi. God damn it, there it is. There it is. There it is. <laughs> fucking is ah oh. no you're doing good keep continuing. I, I, I was trying man <laughs> trying to keep this uh, no i'm just kidding so um back to what i was saying that whole thing when you see how the part that my wife thought was cheesy where they fought she kept him away they fell in love and then they have the kid she gives him the and which is going to end up being like a big thing is the necklace you know, mm-hmm. which is eventually what enters them into that forbidden, um, you know, the forbidden k- town or kingdom, however you want to. Is it Lao classify. or Tao? Yeah. It's a, so, what did you think that was? Because at, at first, a part of me thought like, all right, this it's too it, much. It, now there's fucking dragons in the MCU. Like, is this hollow earth? But like, it seems like it's like a different dimension, right? Kind of like how Asgard is, maybe? I think Tao Lao is kind of more of, like, just a place where they have, like, these Chinese mythical creatures. And they have, like, the Great Protector, which is a dragon, and the Dark Gate, which leads to the Dweller. Like, even the little Morris. Okay, so we'll go back to Morris. But even Morris is based off of, like, Chinese mythological character. Morris as well? No, she didn't. So yeah, like 
So what I was saying is, you know, it shows how they fall in love. She gave that pendant, and then it picks up in San Francisco. That bus scene was crazy. So that kind that of that like bus just... scene or the fight bus scene in Nobody. Those both came out this year. Which one do you think? Nobody. That would that's just me. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. With you. Um, nobody's bus scene was just a lot more badass, I think. But so <clears throat> you know he. All that shit happens, and the then he gets eventually stolen. tells Caddy, he tells Katie what happens, and then the pendant gets stolen, and he tells her how he got that postcard for this place, and it turns out he hadn't sent out that postcard, which you'll find out later, but it's basically yeah, he that he his, got it sister, from his sister, uh, his sister Jailing, is like running this underground fight club, pretty much, and you get to see you get an experience for, uh, you get a uh, special appearance from Wong and abomination, um, abomination what did you think about that i thought that was cool like it didn't make sense really why they were there but i mean yeah from what I, I i thought it was cool up until like i thought it was cool like oh shit like wong like this is what he does like you know on his like off day or whatever he's just out here whooping some ass but then it turns out they were like working together or something, because he says what, something so, to abominate. You know. When so they... I feel like the whole reason they've introduced the abomination again is he's going to be a part of Disney's Thunderbolt series. And then what somebody pointed out in one of the um, YouTube breakdown videos I saw is when they're leaving, you get to see in the background when he does the sling ring to open the next dimension or wherever the portal where they're going. Mm-hmm. You see. Um, kind of like the raft they're saying the it's raft. raft it's the raft yeah so they're thinking so maybe... wong is like overseeing abomination and taking him on an outing and stuff yeah kind of like training him and shit so maybe that's all part of like the plan from general i Ross. think i think the director said that like that cameo was just because that was like required by marvel you know because what kevin feige does is like hey you know you know our Lord and Savior, Kevin Feige. Uh, what he does is he's like, hey, you know, you're directing this film. This is this, you know, like, he'll, you know, they all work together. And like, this is, you know, like, whatever the story is, like, he's not going to tell you, like, you have to do it like this. You have to do it like that. He's just saying, like, you know, like, this is what we need uh, at any point of it just to happen for the whole continuity and progressing the story. And I guess, like, Abomination and Wong kind of showing up like that was, and it was, it fit. I don't think like it came out as like it you know out of place or anything like that. And, like I, I thought so it... too because it, it's because it's not just you see one once. So like we're jumping all over the place. So you know all that shit happens. They meet up. Um, Dad takes him back. He tells him how he needs their pendants to get back to Tao Lao. And then because um, the mom is speaking to him and that yeah she's, she's calling out she's to there. him yeah so. All that shit's happening, and it's kind of like just, you know, Shang uh, Shang Chi tells um, Katie like, you know, he saw his mom get murdered by the Iron Gang, and that's when his dad put the rings back on. And has been trained to be an assassin from that day to that point where he ran away and came to the states. And he tells her he didn't kill that guy, but I think he then later on he goes back and tells he did kill that guy, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, so that's what he says. He's like, you know, I lied to you. I told you I didn't do it, but I did. So what I really like is when they do eventually. So they get back before um, 
Wing Wu's character there through the help of Trevor. Freaking Trevor's character, man. Like, I didn't see that coming uh, as him returning. What, did, not you, what only, did you think about Trev? I thought that was fucking the best redemption arc for a character. I have, like, I hated, hated what they did with the Mandarin. You know that. And then and I, I like how they kind of explained that too, where he goes, you know, they named it like after a chicken dish or some shit like that. And how it was like a fake person, but he brought them to the knees. He brought America to knees and shit like that, you know? So, mm-hmm. but I really did not expect to see Trevor again. So and that was, that he's was pretty full, cool, he, man. Ben Kingsley came back and owned, God damn, Ben Kingsley is good at what he does. He ben, like he he's it's like out of Tropic Thunder. Like he's performing for them, you know. Yeah. Like, and he literally tells them that's what kept him alive. When they got him, he played a um, Macbeth. He did a Macbeth role from Shakespeare's play, you know, Macbeth, and then that's why they kept him alive. And then, boom, they introduce Morris's character, which is like I said, is a different legendary chain based off of the the way that they he comes on the screen and they're like what what's that he's like oh thank god you could see it too i thought i was just crazy like oh i'm not crazy like that was hilarious so they um eventually you know rounding it out they go back to that mythical village and then they meet his um they meet shang chi's aunt um, I believe her name was shit. Ying Nan. Very nice. Uh, uh, somebody can fact check me on that because I think nobody's gonna might... fact check you. The amount of people that don't listen to the show is astonishing. <laughs> Thank you. Um. So, anyways, she, you know, so he meet and then she dresses them up, tight ass outfits, by the way. Um. Very nice plot device. Like here you go. This is how you get your outfits dragon scale and now i think like for me at parts of it you know we'll talk a little bit about this one we well we're not going in any type of order so some some of the things that i didn't like about this movie i thought the overall villain was yeah blah he, he kind of was like dramamu from dr strange like i didn't really care about that type of villain like you know and then i was like there's a dragon in the mcu now like okay you know like but yeah, like and, and then like the whole like hey dragon scale and this the, some that t- some of that stuff, I I thought was like eh you know. I understand that that whole faceless army villain thing is kind of like their thing, but I think there's a lot of little motivational quips I liked, especially Katie's when like she can't figure out what she's doing and like she's at that point in her life and she's like that's my thing. I pick up like every other, I pick up a bunch of hobbies and then I give up on them before I get good at them. I thought that was that hit so close to home. It's not even funny. Like, damn. I was literally telling my wife about that. Like a few, like, you know, like before we went and watched that movie, like I remember, I don't know where we were. And I was just like, yeah, you know, I usually like develop a new hobby, like photography, golf, this, this or that. And then like, eventually I just like stopped doing it before I, you know, and then the the way that they mentioned it, like I also liked their characters, like Sean and Katie. They're kind of like burnouts. Like even though Katie's like a 
Cal, like she has, she has a degree from Cal and then like, you know, they're meeting up with their friends for dinner and then they're like friends, like, you know, you guys got to grow up and they do mention the blip. Like we've seen the blip mentioned in a lot of the post, you know, end game. So this is supposedly chronologically taking place at the same in 2024. So it's, they've survived the blip and i think their characters i mean i don't know if we can relate more due to like the asian factor to it like i was i was dying at like when he meets her father for the first time she goes my name's katie and then you know like and he goes okay what's your chinese name are you yeah <laughs> and, and, and that, that was, was like that was a cool scene because that's how they they had a lot of backstory in that scene because then yeah. he talks about himself and then um again you know i had too much sympathy for him to truly see him as a villain you know yeah i think he was just dude like grief struck and trying to figure out what's going on that's what that's why i thought the way his uh demise was was properly done you know Mm -hmm. you knew he wasn't gonna make the film but that was the one thing i liked about the dweller even though i didn't like like you said, it was kind of like, you know, that whole Marvel thing where they get into that faceless army. I can't really think of a Marvel Origins film that had, like, a really, really good villain. Maybe, maybe, Black maybe um, Black Panther. I was just going to say that. Black Panther, maybe, I would say, First Avenger with the... Um, Red Skull. The Red Skull. But, like, Obadiah Stane was pretty forgetful in Iron Man, and then... Loki was not forgetful, but was he really? But he wasn't the main. The main. No. Yeah. So I think the main was the destroyer in there. Anyways, yeah. I think Ro- yeah. so. Ro- Ro- Ronan and Guardians, not. Yeah. So, but it, I think just overall it worked out to kind of build the character arc for uh, Shang Chi, and then when it ends and everything, you know, that was the other, and uh, that was the other part. Going back to Katie, Katie had a lot of good like teaching moments. I think. When she's learning how to shoot the arrows, the guy's like, you know, you miss 100% of the shots you don't take. I think the lady said that. Yeah, she has a tough character, man, because her character could have easily come off annoying. Uh, But that's the brilliance of Aquafina. She plays as the major comic relief. And then I like how they make her character feel. You know, sometimes you're watching a movie like, why the fuck is this person in that danger? Like, they're not. Like, Shang-Chi, yeah, it makes sense for you to be there. Yeah, it makes sense for your sister to be there. But then they leave off things like, she's like, oh, I'm the Asian Jeff Gordon. So it's like, all right, she's good at driving. So that makes sense why everywhere they're going, like, she's the one that's driving and stuff. And then, you know, with the arrow, her being the person to hit the guy in the throat with the arrow, I thought it was a bit much. I think she made it work. Um, Even though she was a comic relief, I felt like Trevor had the best line where... uh, Morris is going up to him and he thinks he's dead and he goes, hey, mate, I'm acting. Now shut up and lay down next to me. I was like, damn, that's got to be probably one of the funniest Marvel moments like in cinematic. Yeah, Trevor was on point throughout. And like like you said. The whole fucking theater laughed. Like that's rare where you can get a unison laugh. I was like, oh, look at that. All 20 of us laughed in here. I like it. I thought his sister was a badass, and then the whole story with him and his sister. The, this whole movie is about family. A traumatic family. thing. A traumatic thing happened to their family, which ripped their family apart. Their family was doing good together. All of them were doing good, and then you know 
the Mandarin's past comes back to haunt him and that rips their family apart. And he goes and starts training them to be assassins. And then, you know, he you say that word one more time. Then Diesel's going to show up in the podcast. Yeah, you can't, can't say, say three, times. three times. You can't. And, and looking in a mirror, yeah, he's going to show up in my closet. <laughs> and then, okay. uh, right? <laughs> I'm sorry, guy. We got and, every episode. And, and then, um, you know, and then the story that's going on with his sister, like how, yeah, Sean, like you dipped, you went to America and started a new life, but she was yeah, left we behind. Yeah, we didn't even kind of, we didn't even touch on a lot of that, and she, same thing, yeah. So, and then you kind of see her arc completed at the with the post credit scene. So you know, movie ends. There's two. Yeah, really cool two post credit scenes. The first scenes with, and that's why I thought um, the appearance worked. Um, Wong for Wong because what are you gonna he say? Bring I I I I wasn't gonna say anything. I wasn't gonna make up a name. I just couldn't think of Wong. So when he takes him back into like it, it kind of brings you to those end game vibes where they're having that conference and shit yeah the and Zoom so meetings. they're kind of letting him know when he got the rings from his dad it kind of set off a beacon or some kind of homing signal so you don't know what's coming so what a lot of people have kind of alluded to is that um i think there's an interview with the director or the writer i can't remember which one where they so i can't believe like people don't understand so in the comics, like you said, each um, each ring signified, and now they use Baitless, but each ring in there signified powers from a different warrior. So that's kind of what they're alluding to is maybe they're going to show that race, that space race in their warriors. But that's why they have kind of the most two scientific brilliant. You see Bruce Banner. I like how he's human again and he has yeah. a sling. Yeah, and I was gonna ask you, what are your thoughts on that? I was so glad to see that. Um still has a sling. You see Carol Danvers, Captain Marvel. And then I liked her little thing too where she goes, He has my number and she just dips and he goes, She does that and I don't have her number. So yeah. I was like Um You know what? She's starting to grow on me. She is. I was as much as that. I fucking hate her. What? No, no. Bro, come on now. I know. I'm just I, I do that for the. <laughs> Never mind. <laughs> um, but that was kind of just foreshadowing, so I like that. So that's why I think Wong's character works because you saw him earlier than you see him, and then doing drunk karaoke was. Fucking hotel California. Worth hotel California, and they all worked at a hotel as valet. In California, yeah. Perfect, and then. The last scene, which I thought really bringing it back to what I was saying earlier with the character arc for his sister was there she is. So she, as a girl, was never allowed to practice martial arts with her um, dad and brother. And then you see her training, you know, all these different um, uh, women and you know, um, young women yeah. at the end. The the new Ten Rings includes everybody. Another thing that I, I, and then, you know, her taking the mantle and looking like a badass and it's saying the Ten Rings will return. You know, bring it on, dude. I- I'm down for the Ten Rings. Um, one of the things, the Ten Rings. You know, when when they're when they're in Tao Lao, and he's breaking down, you know, the wall to let the soul suckers out. The Ten Rings, how they flip, 
like the you know the other people in the gang or whatever the group they just flip and like all right we'll work with you guys now it's like really you're gonna flip that fast yeah it was kind of meant to be like a comedy what that guy like kept he kept reminding me of um he was in Travis Travis Kelly reminded me of Travis Kelly no that wasn't Travis Kelly he was in Creed 2 uh he plays Drago's son in Creed 2 so yeah, um, yeah, yeah. But I think like, I guess they try to show like they saw they're getting their ass kicked and they thought their best chance of survival would be by working together. But whatever. There, I mean, every look. If you yeah, I think every movie has its cons and pros. I would say for me, the pros outweigh the cons. Going off our tier system of go watch this shit right now. By the way, I'm gonna change this tier system every fucking week. So don't like hold me to a different like tier system, or like to. So where does it where does this rate? Between go fucking see it now. It to feels you like gotta it's... see it. Uh huh. To wait 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 hold on to go what go go over it again take it from the top. Okay, tier system. It's go fucking see it right now, right? Uh huh. Tier second part is you have to see it. Maybe not right now, but go fucking see it. Tier three is, eh. Okay, see now tier tier two should just be watch it, because it's like go. You need to go as soon as possible to yes, watch it. And you those two seem very similar. And then the third one is just eh. Okay, no, but I'm breaking it down. Hold on, go fucking see it right now. Uh-huh. Go see it. And the third one's like if you have nothing better to do and it's on TV or some shit, watch it. I guess right. And then the fourth tier would be like, don't fucking watch it, right? I have no I idea give what this, the tier system. I, I give this movie, week. I give this movie uh, eight out of ten. Let's keep it simple. I'm gonna go with go not see it right now, but go watch it. <laughs> but watch do it, watch man. it though eventually. So you don't you have know? to go see it right now, but go watch it. You know. And then the one before that is watch it if you have absolutely nothing to do. And then the one below that is don't fucking watch this. This is, this is go watch it. So this is on the second tier. Yeah. Okay, no, good. It's, it's a four tier system. Okay, so you give it three out of four stars on. No, I didn't say that. <laughs> it's a four tier system. It's on the third tier. Don't say shit that I didn't say, bro. I mean, you, 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 you work on your tier system a little bit more, but you know, I'm hoping the people will catch on to it, and I'm, I'm really hoping that it becomes a thing. I just think well, the, one day the, the go watch it. I'm gonna, I'm gonna go to go watch it to eh. If there's nothing better, on it should be go fucking watch it. Definitely, you know, like then it's like go watch it in theater. Go watch it right now. Push I think last mother. week's, I think last week's tier system was why haven't you seen this? A and then go watch it, and then watch it if you have nothing better to do. And then I thought the last one was don't fucking watch it. I don't know that. So yeah. I don't think this is why haven't you seen this material? I think this is go watch it. There we go. That's my there you go. until okay. next week. I give it an eight out of ten. I thought it was a solid intro. You know, it brings us a new character in the MCU, and it's gonna be nice to see him with the Avengers. 
I really did like the story of his father and then how he gives up the rings at the end before the soul sucker gets him. And we knew Shang-Chi was going to get the, the rings the whole time. And, you know, he's already a badass martial artist. Now he's got these rings with him too. Um, you know, great, great movie. The the pitfalls, again, I go back to the overall villain is kind of generic. Uh, didn't really do it for me. And, you know, all the other stuff that we listed off. But um, good movie, man. Uh, and again, it's taking the world by storm. You know, it's it's doing good box office success and stuff. And the box office numbers, you can't really compare. The, you know, I think for box office now, moving forward, it's going to be pre-COVID, post-COVID. Like, we're not going to get to pre-COVID numbers where MCU movies were making billion, like a billion, a cold billion every time they came out in theaters. Like, we're just not there yet. So Eventually, if you see... If you're you know, I like how this film, I, I like how every Mar Marvel origin film follows the same thing of like the bad, I get it, the developer, the dweller was like one of the bad, bad people, but like the main bad guy is just like a, like an evil version of the good guy. And this, it's like not only we're going to up the ante, it's like, it's not only an evil version of the good guy, it's his dad. No. Damn. All right. That that's that's a thing you say with like every movie that when they do it you call it out which you know I I do think you're spot on in that sense. Um, I know we're gonna tricks Kevin. Feige. Oh, let's uh, Bob Chapek, the new CEO of Disney, that jackass. He came out and said that oh yeah, Shang Chi was an experiment, and like I think that like kind of annoyed the star of Shang Chi. What he was referring to, you know, because this came out exclusively in theaters, unlike Black Widow, which was theaters and Disney Plus. So Bob Chapek has just been a jackass since he's taken over that role. But um, so let's do the thing that we usually do when an MCU movie does come out. Let's see how this stacks up. And, and then it kind of gives us a good idea of where it shakes out into the MCU. Uh, I'll start us off. You just tell me if it's better than it or not. OK. Is Shang-Chi better than ant-man yes i agree too um is shang chi better than doctor strange yes is shang chi better than spider-man homecoming yes and again we are just going off of the first origin movies is shang chi better than thor one yes is shang chi better than black panther Yeah, that's a no for me, too. And is Shang-Chi better than Black Widow? Yes. Yes. Is Shang-Chi better than Captain Marvel? Yes. Yes, I, I agree. I've, I've agreed with you throughout this whole thing. Is Shang-Chi better than Iron Man? No. Is Shang-Chi better than Captain America, the first Avenger? That's yeah. the fucking line for me. Yeah. But um it's it's, it's right close, I'm gonna give it a cap. And that might I'll, be like bias. There might be a hint of bias in there. Yeah, when was the last time you saw the first November? It's been it's a while. But um I would say it's par to the first Avenger. Is Shang Chi better than Guardians of the Galaxy? You know, my thing with Guardians of the Galaxy is like they're not fair. It's not fair. It's to an people. origin. 
It is, but it's not fair because it's like four origins compared to one origin. It's not like uh, an Avengers movie. The Guardians it, are the Guardians are just Avengers, the Guardians. No. It's still a team film. But the, they're just teams. a team, though. I'd, I'd probably still go Guardians. Okay, me too. So, let's see. So, we agree Iron Man's better. We agree that uh, Guardians is better. We agree that Black Panther is better. You gave it to Captain, uh, Captain America, the first Avenger over it. And then it would be Shang-Chi right here, fifth overall. For me, it's the same, but I would put it at the same level as Captain America, the first Avenger. So it's like tied fourth. But from what we, you know, I would, what I feel pretty confident about saying, this is probably the fifth best origin movie. Mm-hmm. I agree. Fourth to fifth. You know, I wouldn't be angry at you. I think Black Panther is better. I think Iron Man is the OG better and then guardians is still one of my probably my favorite movies in the mcu so it's going to take some time to topple that but it's a strong fucking dude that's a statement right there this the mcu has been out for like 15 years 14 years and this is like you know this is in the top five of the origin movie so good job uh everybody uh that's associated with this movie do you want to talk some what if before we call it an episode so you caught up we're going to have to save the what if. All right, let's save the what if for next week, which actually is going to be good because that'll give you a chance to catch the latest what if zombies and we could just kind of bang them all out at once. Um, we've only discussed, I think, the first episode. So next week we will talk about... We, it's, we talked episode two, but that's on the lost track. That's not going to see the light of day. But next week we will talk episode three, four, and five of what if... And any closing thoughts, buddy? No, I think we've um, encompassed it all. I'm not going to say anything like that we're going to do these weekly or anything because, you know, I feel like that sets us back. I was on the point last time when I said we're never going to do another one again. Yeah, it's 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 all on the content, man. Like if there's like, you know, when there's MCU shows coming out, like how we were getting with the three series and stuff like when when it's coming out consistently, you know, we can't make a full whole one episode on just one episode of what if because frankly, we don't want to just be bullshitting. And again, we talk about all sorts of stuff on this show. That's why we've been having Harrison on and we're going to continue to have some of the guys on that'll be, you know, during football season. So all of this stuff is coming. We're going to keep making episodes. Uh, Please follow us on Twitter, Miles Apart Pod. Um, Subscribe Miles Apart Podcast wherever you listen to your podcast. Thank you for listening. Please rate and review. And until next week, this is Justin Guggen signing off. Bye-bye.